0: and listen to as many episodes as you can. It always helps us out. And Tell a friend, too. That'd be nice. Enjoy the show. Two dudes in an NES filling your Tom Arnold needs one episode at a time. Hey, Jess. What's up, man? Uh, Want to play a board game? Uh, a board game. I thought we talked about video game. Uh, oh yeah. Hmm. Want to play Anticipation? Oh, I can't wait. <laughs> oh. Yeah, it's basically yeah. a board game. Right. Yeah. Right. Well, did you get my joke there? Yeah, I did. I, I tried to ignore it. You tried not to. Not to bring uh, any attention to it. Yeah, exactly. Kind of like your joke last week about the uh, ESPN. I just tried to ignore right. it. Well, I brought it up as a public service so we could retire it, right? You think so? No. Okay. <laughs> I'm not. I'm not, I'm not <laughs> paying any attention to you. Oh. oh. All right. I hope this is not. How the show is gonna go? Saying, um, <laughs> as long right. as you steer clear of really bad jokes, we're good. All right. All um, right. Let's do it. Let's do some history. Let's do some history. All right. It's time for Justin's historical tidbits and trivia. So, anticipation was developed by the famous video game creator company Rare which as we have talked about before brought us games like Wizards and Warriors, Battletoads, Donkey Kong Country, Golden 007, Conker's Bad Fur Day, Star Fox Adventures, and I mean anticipation easily probably the most famous game that they brought to us, right? Yeah, it's the one I remember the most from them. Yeah. Of course, right. Rare is a British video game developer. That was created by Tim and Chris Stamper in 1985. And they brought out this game in 1988. And as you can see by the by the box cover, it's fun for all ages. Right? Mm-hmm. As long you as you are white and around 30-ish. Right, exactly. Then mm-hmm. it's, it's fun for all ages. The people in the box are having a lot of fun. Mm-hmm. I'd like to. I'd like to know the history of that picture. That'd be great. Yeah, I would too. Or who's in the picture? Yeah, you know, there's a couple. Mm-hmm. Let's be honest. There's a couple of hotties. <laughs> yeah. I'm sp- okay. I'm speaking of the dude's glasses in particular. Of course, right. <laughs> but Rare was uh, evolved from a company called Ashby Computers and Graphics Limited better known by the trade game, name Ultimate Play the Game. And so they, they they brought games over to the Nintendo Entertainment System. And they convinced Nintendo that they could develop games for them. And then they uh, released their first title, Slalom, which we'll talk about eventually. Mm-hmm. It was released in 1986. And then they released, like I said, uh, probably their most famous game for the NES. Well, they've got a couple more famous Games: The Wizards of Warriors and Battletoads, both pretty famous games. Um, and then this game, released in North America in November of 1988 and Europe in October of 1989. Interestingly enough, I could not find a release date for Japan, which makes me wonder if Japan ever got this game. Uh, I see it. I'm looking at the images on Google image search of just the mm-hmm. cover. And I see one with some kind of Japanese writing on it, so... Maybe they did. I'm sure they did. I don't know what name. Maybe uh, this game was released in North America before. Maybe. Yeah. I don't know. You're that, That's your job. History's hey. your job. Yeah, that's true. I'm slacking on that, aren't I? Um. But anyway, one of the more things that I enjoy about this game is the music. I thought the music was actually really good. And that was created by none other than David Wise, who was the house composer at Rare from 1985 to 2009. He was the sole company musician up until 1994. And, of course, he created music for games like Donkey Kong Country, which was uh, more of his famous work. But I really liked the the music in this game. Hmm. you? I think, uh, well, we can talk about that during gameplay, but... I think that's the whole reason that our buddy Aaron Hickman was able to guess this game. Because, let's be honest, he guessed it again, like he always does. Mm-hmm. And, uh, I didn't think anybody was going to guess this one, but... Well, are you saying he probably never played this game? Are you saying he never played it, or me? You. Well, I didn't play it, no. <laughs> okay. Okay. Okay, anybody who played this game perhaps might guess it. I guess. I don't know. Mm-hmm. I feel like David Wise has a distinct style, which is why I'm saying that uh, he probably guessed it yeah, because he knew the right. music. He knew
1: he, yeah, knew, it, he knew it had him. to be
0: rare because he knew David Wise how, how what he sounded like, you know. Right. Right. Okay. Anyway, David Wise created the music for this game uh and really it's that's about it as far as it's one of the earliest board games as it says on the box art it is nintendo's first video board game but interestingly enough this is not a board game this is just a video game board game right well uh it kind of reminds me of uh Oh, the name is going to escape me Pictionary. Now. Pictionary? Well, it's a little bit Pictionary, but it's also kind of... I um... ah, forget it. We could sit here forever, me trying to think of the name of this game. But uh, it's a game where you have to Win, different... lose, or draw? No. Yes, it does have the element where you draw, mm-hmm. and people have to guess what you're drawing, yes. So, But it's also got this board game set up with different colors, and the different colors represent different like, uh, categories, kind of. Mm-hmm. So... Candyland. Yep. I think that's it, actually. <laughs> <laughs> no. Forget it. Yeah. Say, I guess it's almost like, what, Trivial Pursuit or something, but instead of asking you questions, they... Draw. Have you draw something? Mm-hmm. Or the computer draws something for you and you guess it. Right. So, I mean, it is a board game. It's just, um... It's not one that you could easily play outside of the game. Right. Let's talk about this box art for a second. Have you you, have you got it pulled up? I do. Alright, look at this... Look at the guy at the top right hand corner. Yellow sweater. He looks surprised. Look how excited he is. I played this game a lot, and then... I'll just say, you know, this was my, uh, I I asked to do this game because... Mm-hmm. Is a game that I played as a, as a as a kid, right? But I don't think I ever had that look
1: on my face.
0: That face, like the noise I imagine he's making while he's got that face is
1: ooh, yeah. <laughs>
0: he like, can't handle himself. I just can't wait. <laughs> and then the guy that's actually playing down here, the the in the blue shirt, he looks creepy. He looks like he's like getting away with something. Yeah. Like, you're not, are you secretly playing this game? Were you told that you couldn't play this game? See, one of the, his wife is actually not in that picture. Mm-hmm. And uh, she doesn't know he's playing. Mm-hmm. Right. And then, of course, you've got grown-up Minkus up there in the top. Yeah. He's the, the hottie I was referring to. Yeah. And I like the, the girl in the middle looks like she's waving at us. Yeah. Yeah. Although if they're playing the game, it could be. Oh, don't pick
1: that! Don't do that!
0: Yeah, I love the, I love what it does. Uh, well, let's talk about it in the game gameplay. Sorry, sorry. Yeah, but well, what what about the the guy in the orange and white striped shirt? Looks like Dave Coulier's, uh less famous younger brother. Uh huh. Uh mm-hmm. At least he's yeah. uh, at least he's supporting the big orange. Hey, perhaps. Since this guy's getting away with it in the blue shirt, perhaps the girl in the right-hand corner, uh, lower right-hand corner, is his wife, and she's walked in and go, oh, "I can't believe you're playing this game." <laughs> yeah, I can see. That's that. the look she has on her face. Yeah, yeah. I like how the Dave Cuier guy is. Uh, he's uh, he's basically just posing for the picture. This is like yeah. he's not even. Oh yeah, yeah. He's not, he's not even <laughs> playing the game. He just got his arm on the blue shirt guy. Yeah, where's his other arm? And a nice that's smile. That's my question. Probably down his, uh, down his back. Yeah. Maybe a little further down. Mm-hmm. Giving him a back massage. Yeah. Yeah, I do like that though. He just. Hey, maybe that's why he's making that face because the Dave Couillet guy's giving him a back massage. <laughs> yeah. Ooh, that feels good. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah, this is a funny funny box art. So did you have this game? Did you play this game? Is this quest time? It's quest time. It's Michael's quest to find the cart. Well, I didn't have this game. Mm-hmm. And this is a first for our show. I did not find it. <sighs> Mainly because by the time I was done searching, um, I didn't have time to get it off the internet. Yeah. I was a little delayed this Well, week. I sprung this on you. Yeah. So, yeah. I, I searched, couldn't find it in any local shops, and then didn't have time to go on the internet. Although, I did once I did go on the internet to look it up, uh, it was only a penny. So, oh. this game's a hit. <laughs> well, I'll tell you this. Um, that you could play The Prom online. hmm I know that's not a purest way to do things. Yeah, but uh, you can play the ROM online on the website that you put hey. up about the Jaws. Yeah, Game Oldies is that the yeah. one? Yeah, they've got pretty much every game they do. Yeah, on there.
1: And Actually, I that's they're...
0: what I—that's what I did. I didn't play it, but I just mm-hmm. turned it on and let the computer play it because with this game, for some reason, you can—you mm-hmm. can just turn if you start it. You don't right. actually have to play. You just watch the computer answer all the questions. I feel like that's a, a feature in video games that was, like, uh, we, we saw a lot back then. A lot of games had that demo. They would just start up. Pac-Man did it. Mm-hmm. Uh, Super Mario Brothers did it. You know, if you just set, let it sit there, it would just start playing itself.
1: Yeah. It was like a demo. I'm actually watching it kind of as we talk,
0: do. and you'll never guess what just came up flop uh, floppy disk floppy disk nice <laughs> reference to the last week's show like it i would have never guessed it either no you know the. i guess we could go ahead and start talking about the gameplay that sound must mean it's time for the game discussion so the issue about this game is once you as Especially with the, the easy and even the medium setting. After you play this game a, a good amount of times, it's really not even a challenge. The challenge just, is trying to buzz in the, before the other person. Yeah. Well, I mean, you already know mm-hmm. what they are, because you've seen them all. I mean, there's a lot of puzzles in this, mm-hmm. but there's also a lot of repeats. Right. Well, and if you go to the hard or even the very hard... Very hard is actually pretty difficult, Uh as the name suggests, mm-hmm. but um, you, you have to go to those levels to, in order to because it won't give you the dots, the starting dots anymore. Right, right. And then that that may once you get so good at the game, you have to do that because uh, I got so. Just to give a little history on my gameplay on this, uh, I used to play this game a lot with my grandmother. My grandmother had a Nintendo Entertainment System, and this is a game that she had. And she always wanted to play it, and at first I was really reluctant. And then I started playing it. I really enjoyed it. So it, it got to the point that every time I went over to her house, we would play this game, and we would have to play it on hard or very hard. We wouldn't play it on very hard very much because that is a, it's pretty difficult. Um, but if we were playing it on easy, it was just who could buzz in the fastest. Yeah. Well, this game, it it does kind of, if you start on, like, medium or something, mm -hmm. and you start playing the game, you know, it does kind of ramp up the challenge. Like, level one, Mm -hmm. you have the dots, you have the category, and you have the blanks at the bottom Mm -hmm. that tell Mm -hmm. you how many blanks there are.
1: Right.
0: Then you move on to level two, and they get rid of the blanks, but you still have the dots and the category. And then level three, they get rid of the dots, I think, but you still Mm -hmm. have the category. Right. And then you get nothing. It just starts drawing it, and you have to guess mm-hmm. it. Right. But uh, yeah. the computer, if you play with the computer, a lot of times he'll give you a hint, because he'll guess the word, mm-hmm. but he will yeah. leave out a couple of letters and put stars in there instead. Yeah. Like, he'll give yeah. it to you, basically. You just gotta yeah. fill in the star. Right. Well, yeah, I didn't really play against the computer a lot. Usually it was me and her playing... But, uh, yeah, I I do realize that. Now, the thing about, um, but, yeah, once you get to the hard or very hard, see, see, easy and medium have three levels, and then hard and very hard have four levels. So, once you, you know, in, in, like, hard, you don't, the first level you get the category, I think you may get the spaces, but you don't get the dots. So it just starts out without getting the dots. Hmm. But now the easy, uh, the easy is pretty funny because like the first, like the yellow category for the easy is just alphabet, and it just draws out a letter of the alphabet.
1: That's cool.
0: And it gives you uh, it gives you the dots. So anyway. Uh, now, we're gonna go, let's see, here's some solution to the, to the man-made themed cards. Uh, they draw a building, a beehive, a wait, teepee. Wait, 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 wait. What? A beehive? A beehive. That's yeah, not I've man-made. I know. That's bee-made. Huh? <laughs> yeah. Hmm. Maybe they're, well... Here, I've got, I've got the, I know why it's man-made, because the worker bees are all males, right? Yeah. And they're making the the beehive one. Okay. So that's why it's man-made. Right? I guess. You okay with that? No, but I'll, I'm pretty sure if it would have been male-made, then perhaps, but. Yeah. I don't, I do not give them a pass on that one. Nope. Sorry. All right. Mm-hmm. Uh, one of, what about Tombstone? That's a pretty good one. Yeah, okay. Let's bring in some uh, uh, happy-go-lucky themes there. Tombstone. Let's show the kids that are playing this game what the end game in life is. <laughs> There's nothing wrong with a Tombstone. Nothing wrong with a Tombstone? No. Okay, I'm watching. Right, let me tell you right now. Right now, I'm watching level three on the mm-hmm. medium setting, and I'm loving the purple category. What I'm is? not sure. I'm not sure what it is exactly, but they do like uh, words mixed with pictures. Like they just drew a crab and put it and mm-hmm. wrote out the word apple. Oh yeah, crab yeah. apple. And then they did a. Uh, let's see. They did a. Um, they did chin. They wrote the word chin and then put times two, like double chin. Nice. So I forgot about that. Yeah, that's pretty fun. You know, if we made this game we'd definitely make a crab tree. Oh yeah, yeah, Josh. <laughs> a crab and a tree. Oh yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. I would. Yeah. Hmm. Um So let's see another another yellow theme is the office theme. Which they do a chair. A file cabinet. Attack. Uh, ink. I remember ink because it was funny as a as a, as a kid because it was like, why are they using ink? Because it's not like anybody actually uses ink anymore. They d- dips their quill oh, yeah. pen in there. Oh, I do all the time. You use a feather mm-hmm. as a pen. Yeah, mm-hmm. sure. Right. And one wo- of the- I work so- at a eighteen uh, hundreds printing press. Right. So you just do calligraphy all the time. Yeah. 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 Right. Uh, do you remember when they tried to teach us calligraphy in, like, elementary school? Mm, I remember learning cursive. Yeah. You know, in a day and time when we talk about, do we even need to learn cursive? How, uh, how important is calligraphy? <laughs> is it not the same thing? <laughs> no. No. Uh, you know, calligraphy's standing over here like, look, what's up here, guys? You just dropped me without even discussing it. You're at least discussing cursive, but look at me—you just dropped me. Yeah, speaking of cursive, I'm a, I'm in the I'm in the camp that says yes, they must learn cursive. Mm-hmm. But the, my only reasoning is because I had to. Yeah, that's what I was thinking your reasoning was going to be. I mean, other than that, signing your name—that's probably about it. Yeah, I don't want to live in a world where everybody's printing their name, write their signature. Right. That's that's not a that's not a path we want to go down. No, I agree. I think everybody should learn how to sign their name in cursive, mm. and then that's that all. Because mainly, if you were like, let's say you were working somewhere, let's say you were a waiter, mm-hmm. and somebody signed a check and they just wrote out their name in print, would you not ask them to do it again? I would. Well, I don't know. That's a fine line. Have they tipped me yet? No. Yeah, they've already tipped. <laughs> okay if they've already tipped me out would say I would say would you please mind signing this <laughs> yeah Can you imagine working somewhere where it's like you know you're like I mean because if somebody did that like I would actually question their intelligence wouldn't you a little bit yeah I mean you know not to be too offensive but I'd be like uh now we've probably lost a couple of listeners that just print their name now nah, man I don't think our listeners would do such a thing. Yeah. I don't know. Hey, I've got, so a anyway. qu- I've got a question about this game. Sure. Okay, if you're player one, do you mm-hmm. have to be the high heels? Yes. That's disappointing. Yeah, we were gonna, <laughs> I, I was going to get to that. The You can't actually choose your token unless you want to, unless you manipulate the remotes. Uh-huh. You know, I'm going to be the remote two, because remote two is the trumpet, right? Yeah. Yeah. It's it's high heels, trumpet, teddy bear, I don't know what the, Duck, maybe? Ice cream. It's ice cream cone. Oh, ice cream cone. It's turned over and laying on the ground. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay. It's a funny, because you know, like, it's kind of like a, a steal off of Monopoly. The yeah, high heels, the bugle, teddy bear. I was, was kind of thinking of that, too. But then the ice cream cone is kind of just a, an oddball. Don't you think? Yeah. It's like... Yeah, it's definitely taking some monopoly. Mm-hmm. For sure. Now one of my favorite office theme solution television. How's a television? You shouldn't be watching T V at work. Depends on what your job is. And Lee at the very most you should be listening to a podcast. Yes, yes. Actually everybody should be listening to our podcast while at work. That's what should right. be happening. To where everybody could listen to. Mm-hmm. Alright, the green cards. Clothing themes. We got a helmet.
1: Uh-huh.
0: Tie. A ring. Uh, buckle. A biking helmet. One of my favorites. Um, okay, uh, leisure theme. Now this is, this is pretty fun. Some of the leisure themes. Cause you put up the, the one on Facebook. It's the a yellow leisure. The Bible, yeah. Yeah, I'm gonna go relax and really read some Revelations. I'll be back. Some people may but, find it relaxing. Yeah, right. Maybe, yeah, maybe. Die, as in the singular of dice, as in die, 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 my darling. Right. Mm-hmm. Right. Okay. I remember as a kid that one always. I always get hung up on that because it give you, it just give you three slots and it would draw a die. But I was like, "Well, that's dice. Mm-hmm. How's it? How's that three letters?" Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I was an idiot. Go ahead, you can say it. No, it's okay. Yeah. I'll leave. I'll leave you to your own uh, conclusions there about the intelligence of your your youth.
1: Right.
0: Okay. Yeah. Uh, a boomerang. Now I love if any of our listeners came. Came over from the Retro Thought Pod. That reminded me. Your brother's story about the boomerang. Yeah. Perhaps cool. the greatest Christmas story I've ever heard. <laughs> it, it rivals uh, shooting your eye out. Oh, yeah. Remember he, like, we were doing our, our, like, best Christmas memories. Yeah. And all of his were, like, depressing. All of his were depressing, yeah. <laughs> it's like, do you... Do you like Christmas, or is this just like... Oh, man. Yeah. yeah. Hey, when this Christmas rolls around, the listeners should go listen to that old Richard Thoughtbot. It's really a funny episode. Yeah, it is. Especially... We, with, we may not wow. have had many funny episodes, but that was a good one. But Matthews, we we're definitely still the show. Yeah. All depressing and hilarious. mm mm-hmm. Then we have the science theme... But you have a needle. This is interesting. And a spoon. That's a treat. A what? I'm sorry. i sorry. I keep getting these songs popped in my head. That one was the Leonard's Care. Oh. Linder oh, okay. Yeah, yeah, okay. Okay. Uh, a beaker, compass, a telescope, microscope, a rocket ship, a robot that looks eerily similar to R2-D2. mm Mm-hmm. Uh, a TV camera, whatever that means. Well, it's a camera that records like television. Shows. <laughs> do Do you want me to explain? To I you just what a figured TV that out. Is? I just figured that out. Yeah, on my own. Okay. So yeah. So in this game, when you're when you go to guess, mm-hmm. right? Uh, you pick the wrong letter, and it says "Nope, that's the wrong to, letter." Yeah. It says, it says you get. It says you get one more shot,
1: mm-hmm. and
0: and then you get you pick another letter, and it goes. I warned you. Yeah, I told you. I told yeah. you you only got one more shot, and then you lose. Yeah, mm-hmm. I like that. So know it's a it's a very good. I told you so moment, in video game history. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> now my question is, where's the remake to this game? HD remake. They should do it. 3D. Yeah. Uh-huh. Uh, hey, actually, it. with the uh, with the inclusion of the gamepad on the Wii U, this could actually work. Because w- nobody would be able to see what you're drawing on the gamepad, right? They could just see as you're drawing it on the screen. Oh, yeah. Huh? You'd I actually like have to draw yourself. I like yeah, it. You would draw it, yeah. You would take turns drawing. Mm-hmm. And the person with the gamepad would draw it. Of course, nobody could see what you're drawing. They could put the dots on the game pad to give you like a go by, you know, like connect the dots, mm-hmm. right? And you could kind of draw it out the best you could, and then the people in the room guess. It's like, yeah, totally yeah. rare. Like hey, it. million yeah. dollar idea, right here. Well, maybe Blow not, maybe not million dollars, but call him. Let me call. Can... Uh, let me call David and see if he's still in the biz. Uh you could single handedly save the Wii U. Right there, yep. Anticipation For, Two. Forget uh, Mario Kart Eight or uh, Super Smash Brothers. No, no. Right. Anticipation Two is going to save right. the Wii U. Mm-hmm. Hey, that's a, that's even a slogan. Listen there, right. Anticipation Two will save the Wii U. You've got your pitch right there. I think you should fly to Nintendo headquarters right now, All or right. Rare, or Rare headquarters. All right, I'll be back. Either way, you're going to have to fly over the ocean. 'Cause rares in England, and those in Japan. Anyway, there's uh, here's some of the solutions to the math-themed cards. They do a square root and a cube root. Uh, then they just do numbers one through nine. Uh, pi, everybody's favorite. Speaking of pie, this is 4th of July weekend, and I had a lot of pie. American did pie? You, did you have a lot of pie? Mm, I had a, no, I didn't have a lot of pie, I had some cobbler. Yeah. Well, you know what the most American pie is, right? Apple pie? Mm-hmm, right. So uh, do they not have apple pie in other countries? Uh, I don't know. Or did we just invent it? I have no idea. We need to, we need to call upon our historical podcast buddies. Anybody do a history podcast out there that wants to tell us the history behind American apple pie? I don't know. Where do apples grow the best? Probably in America. Yeah. It sounds right. Mm-hmm. Canada, apple? maybe? Apples grow well in Canada? I don't know. Well, apples. Where in the English in the English colonies, apple pie had to wait for planting of European varieties brought across. So we didn't even know no apples; that were native to America. Oh, well So um, <laughs> apple the, pie is not that American. In the meantime, the colonists were more likely to make their pies or pastries from meat rather than fruit. Ooh, meat would pie! Like, would you like some meat pie? I've actually heard of that, actually. Yeah. Uh, Well, shepherd's pie. Mm -hmm. That's not really pie, though, although I love it. Yeah. We got any shepherd's pie lovers out there in podcast land? Let us know. Yeah. So there are American apple pie recipes, both manuscript and printed, from the 18th century. It has become a very popular dessert. But in the new world, planting the seeds was more popular, which quickly led to the development of hundreds of new native Varieties. Uh, apple pie was a common food in 18th century Delaware, as noted by the New Sweden historian Dr. Israel acrylius A letter apple pie is used throughout the whole year, and when fresh apples are no longer to be had, dry ones are used in the evening meal of children. There you go. All right. Sounds good. I'll- Although apple pies have been eaten since long before the European colonization of the Americas, as American as apple pies is saying in the United States, meaning typically American, It became a symbol of American prosperity in the 19th and 20th century. And a newspaper article published in 1902 declared that no pie-eating people can be permanently vanquished. That's true. Mm Mm-hmm. So, welcome everybody to the Apple Pie Podcast, exactly. Star, starring your hosts, Michael and Justin. One listen, more thing. Listen as we read directly from some kind of Apple Pie fact page. <laughs> <laughs> uh, it, it, so, really, we, we didn't invent it or anything, but we just, we loved it, apparently. But anyway, uh, the unincorporated community of Pie Town, New Mexico is named in honor of the apple pie. I don't see people in New Mexico eating a whole lot of apple pie. You don't? Well I don't know. I don't know. It's just, it's hot. It seems like a very southern thing, too. It seems like a, and to me, apple pie is kind of like a, if I'm really hot and sweaty, I'm not reaching for an apple pie, probably. Unless it's got a big old scoop of ice cream on it. Okay. All right. Mm-hmm. You, you won me over. Right. Okay. I'm. I feel like pie. I can eat just about any time. If somebody says pie, I'm going for it. What about cobbler? Because that's what I. That's what I eat all the time. Now that I is mean, a. Southern, that cobbler. is a southern thing. Yeah, I love cobbler. Don't get me wrong. Especially a good peach cobbler.
1: Mm. I like yeah.
0: blackberry cobbler. Oh man! You know what? I've got a bunch of blackberries growing around my house. Uh huh. And we made some blackberry jam the other day. Oh yeah. And it is amazing. You should have made blackberry cobbler. We'll have to do that. We got plenty. We still had plenty of red ones on the bush. Okay. So there'll be there'll be plenty of plenty of blackberries to have over the summer. All right. Right. All right. Some more miscellaneous themed cards. Uh, okay. Space invaders. Hot dog stand, which is one of my favorites. Dumbbell. I can um, I can tell you really love this game. I do, and I can tell that I really don't because you're t- you're naming off these categories, and I'm thinking, God, how many categories are there? There's a lot. There's a lot. And while you're like you're getting like all this enjoyment, and there's there's probably listeners out there like, ooh, all these categories are really interesting. But I'm sitting here like, oh, I'm, these, these I'm glad I didn't really play this game.
1: Mm-hmm. <laughs> well, <laughs>
0: the tool theme category is probably some of the funnier. ones. Because some of these are just not what you would consider tools. So you got a nail and a rake, you know, pretty easily. Screw, a wrench. Mm. Then you come out with a uh, watering can. It's a tool to water your plants. Okay. A key. A a tool tool to to open open doors. doors. Okay. Mm. Okay. Okay. Uh, What about this one? A balloon. A. I don't know. A tool to (laughs) a tool to satiate children. What? Oh say she ate children <laughs> I thought you said A tool to say they ate children <laughs> no, no You the, gotta slur it to, You gotta push it together more. Say she ate. Okay. Mm-hmm. okay. Say, say she ate Say she ate children Okay <laughs> <laughs> Alright The natural themed card You got a lightning A giraffe an Xmas tree, a uh, penguin, a shark, snail. My wife's afraid of penguins. We're not afraid; well, she's afraid of How do you afraid of? I don't know. It really bothers me because I really like penguins. Did she have a traumatic uh, trip you know, to the zoo? <laughs> yeah, penguin incident in her early life. Maybe. I, I almost think that if I had a traumatic. I would almost enjoy a traumatic experience with penguins. Like, oh, being attacked, could, being attacked by penguins might that almost could be, pretty be enjoyable.
1: Mean, I think can't they?
0: Yeah, but it, like I said, it almost would be enjoyable. Well, don't, what's that noise they make? It's like yeah, yeah, something like that. Yeah, mm-hmm. it's, it could be scary. I could hear that being scary. But think of the story. Tell everybody what happened to you. <sighs> Tag by penguins. You know. You know how it goes. My grandfather <laughs> went the same way. Yeah. Dude, your grandfather goes in so many different ways <laughs> on this show. <laughs> I can't count how many times you've said that. All right. Food themes. Popsicle, you put that one up. Although on the uh, the, the snowman that you put up, I like the Heisenberg answer. Yeah, like from uh, Breaking Bad, Breaking right? Band, yeah, mm-hmm. Which I just started watching. It's pretty good.
1: Oh, Have you seen it's it? It's
0: the best show ever, yes.
1: I watched every season, episode.
0: But we're about halfway through season two. It's good. Yeah. Oh, man. And it just so keeps good. getting better. It's one of those episodes... It's one of those shows, too, where it's like... When me and Felicia... Of course, me and Felicia would watch it after Leah went to bed. Oh, you didn't not let Leo really, watch it? Not really in that show. It. And we would like... You know, Leah would go to bed around 10, 11... Be like, okay, we're just going to watch one episode. Next thing I know, it'd be, you know, three o'clock in the morning. We're still <laughs> watching episodes because it's like every episode ends on kind of a cliffhanger. Yeah. yeah and we got to watch the next episode. Amber and I hold ourselves to one a night just so that mm-hmm. we don't go get carried away. So we just watch one a night. But it's, I like it because it's like a really slow building show. I mean, mm-hmm. like, you're in, I'm in halfway through season two and it's, I mean, not a whole lot's happened, but it's, it's just really interesting. It's just right. it's slow it's building, and you really get into the characters. Oh, yeah. Yeah. You really... You know, the Heisenberg character, the Walter White character, may be one of the most beloved, certainly one of the most beloved bad guys. Mm-hmm. Because he's not really as much of a bad guy in season two. And really, you know, the funny thing is... is you Don't know. ruin really... this for me and any listeners out there. Well, no, I'm not. Because this has been talked about a lot and that's, you know, the evolution of Walter White and how he goes from, you know to really this bad guy. But at the very last episode you still find yourself cheering for it. It's just, you know, it's it's very it's very interesting. How they pull you in enough to where you're so involved in the character that even though he does some pretty awful things, you you're you know, you still love the character. Yeah. All right, last little category I want to talk about is the probably your favorite category because you just mentioned it—the the shovel Watch, knight category, the it. Oh, the it Yeah, sorry, I've been playing shovel knight. It's a good game. I just want to give it. A, I just want to give it a plug for anybody. Out there <laughs> you not, just throw it out there for anybody who's not played it yet. They need. Right. They need to get it. It's fun. Uh, there's a wish upon a star where there's the word wish above a star. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You want to sing the? Uh, give us a line of the chimney cricket. Mm, no thanks. Okay, I'll I'll spare the listeners. Uh, there's the crossroads, which is a pretty interesting one. That's funny. Okay, you want to give us a line of? Uh, I don't know. You uh, sang that already. BB King, thug, maybe. Bone thugs and. Oh no, you're talking about. Uh,
1: I guess Eric Clapton
0: did one, but I'm yeah. thinking of uh The original is like a blues song.
1: Anyway, is it Jack
0: Johnson? Jack maybe. Johnson. Isn't yeah. that the Hawaiian guy? Hawaiian guy? This is obviously not a music podcast. <laughs> <laughs> I'm thinking well, Jack yeah, Johnson. He's like a surfer dude. Robert Johnson? Robert Johnson. That's probably who it was, yeah. Yeah. Okay. Um, let's see. Totem Pole. Okay, you want to sing us a line of uh, Toto? Africa? <laughs> <There>. Listen. <laughs> I miss the rains down in Africa. Yeah. 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 I do miss the rings on an mm-hmm. Um, Yeah, four eyes. That's a pretty good one. Uh, I guess we'll we'll stop talking about this this uh, these categories. I do want to talk about the gameplay for just a second. I, there's two things that I like about the gameplay. One is the strategy of, you know, the dice is counting down. And you move how many spots the dice is on when you solve the puzzle. You have to be strategic in where you're doing. Cause if you're, if you haven't got all four categories, you need to know how many spots you need to go. And that's when you need to ring in. Right. Yeah. That's pretty cool. And then the later levels, they have holes. If you fall into a hole, you fall back down to the lower level. Mm -hmm. Probably on the later levels, one of my favorites is the gray spot. In the gray spot, you like, you levitate and then you circle around it really fast. And then you, whenever you hit A, it just it drops down on the spot that you want to drop on down on. But the music when that's going is really cool. <laughs> you like my reenactment? Yeah, it sounds just like it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. Anyway. So you like the music? You like the game? You love yeah. the game? Well, it's, you know. The, you, I'm not gonna. I'm not. I'm, I'm not gonna lie. This game's okay. Mm-hmm. I, I give it a passing score. Mainly because it's only a penny on Amazon. But if you got the nostalgia glasses and hat and parka mm-hmm. on like you do, and this is probably, yeah. a, I can see how this game really takes you back. Yeah. But anyway, are you gonna buy it for a penny? Yeah, I'll probably buy it for a penny You should probably buy it for a penny Because it's really good Well, it's a penny plus $3 shipping So, Yeah, we've discussed this before You're basically paying just shipping Yeah, right They're selling it to me for $0.50 cents or something hmm. Actually, I may just wait until I can find it In the store Surely it'll turn up eventually I mean, if it's a penny That means they're probably everywhere So, mm-hmm. I'll wait till I can find it in person Shop local, you know what I mean? Absolutely. Support your small business. If only I had some retrofitted trophies. So did you think of any cool trophies? Um. Come back to me. I, I, I think I can. You got any? Uh, yes. Uh, these hills are gonna walk all over you. That's beating the game with the high hills. Uh, okay. Winning the game. You don't really beat the game, you win.
1: Win, yeah.
0: Got anything yet? Okay, uh, I can go with, um, Skynet Takeover. That is, uh,. Beat the game against three computer characters on very hard. So it's like you're taking over SkyNet. I like that. That'd probably be pretty hard to do, I imagine. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Okay. I didn't really come up with very many trophies. So you don't have any more? No. Alright, I'm not even going to try and embarrass embarrass us this week. I like this guy that takeover, though. Yeah.
1: Well, thank you. Yeah.
0: That's the only one I, I I I knew what it I knew what it was. I was just trying to think of a name. Hmm. Okay. What about uh, a rating? Let's rate those games with a game rating. What about a rating? I mean, there's a lot we could do with this. Let's give it a rating of a board game. Okay, uh, that's but what not, I was thinking. But not just because, not just one because it's similar or something, you know what I mean? Oh, don't, yeah. Don't go easy. Just Be creative. Yeah, yeah. Alright, I got it. I'll go ahead and start us out here. I'm gonna go with Candyland. Okay. Because, can't both this game and Candyland is kinda of one of those things where it's like, playing it now, it's not very hard. It's really not even that great of a game. But, it has that nostalgic feel to it. Mm. And you really enjoy, and for me, I really enjoy it because I, it brings back so many memories, just like Candyline does. Hmm. With that dastardly Lord Licorice. Right. And, uh, Princess Mint, Yeah. Maybe?
1: Mm-hmm. I don't, I
0: don't
1: remember.
0: No, you're right. I remember I should, yeah. I just remember playing. And we made Drinking Candyland when we were in college. Yeah, that's all. That's all I remember.
1: Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm.
0: That's good times. Right. Kids, don't 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 drink. Right.
1: Yeah.
0: Uh, I guess I'm going to go with I'm going to go with life. Oh yeah. And the reason I'm going to go with life is because my wife loves the game. It's one of the only board games she loves, and she always makes me play it. And I don't really like it all that much. I kinda of feel like I kinda of feel like that's what happened on this podcast. I you, I I being your wife in this <laughs> In story, this scenario in this scenario, yeah. you you are my wife. You really like this game. You may I'm making you play it. You're making me play it, and I don't really like it all that much. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, but I gotta admit, I gotta admit, life is not a very good game. Uh, it's kinda of, it's kinda of boring, and it's the same thing it's every funny. time. Yeah. It's <laughs> Not, yeah, you're not getting not getting anything new there. It's kind of I mean, like... It's it's like if you can be the doctor, you win. Yeah. If you draw or, the doctor card, you win. It's kind of like Monopoly. It got so bad that life, I had to start making up rules to make it more interesting. <laughs> like, I've made each job have more functions. Because, you know, if you land yeah. on certain spaces, like, uh, your car breaks down. Mm-hmm. You pay $1,000. Well, I had... In that game, I said, well, okay, if you land on that space where your car breaks down, if somebody's the mechanic, you pay them that $1,000. Ooh. That sort of thing. Or like if uh, you file a lawsuit and sue somebody, the law- if somebody's the lawyer, they always take 10%. I like it. It's kind of almost like Monopoly. Yeah. I own this road. You must give me money. Right.
1: What? So yeah.
0: that actually makes the lawyer card, or the lawyer job almost as good as the uh, doctor job because there's a lot of Sue in other player spaces. Mm -hmm. Yeah, but, you know, the thing about, like, games like Monopoly and Life is you gotta just, you gotta invest so much time to sit down and play it. It's not a game you can play in, like, 20 minutes. like, sorry. There's a game. Uh, I don't know. See, the thing is, if I'm going to set up a board game on a table and sit around it, I don't want to do. I don't want to spend the time setting it up for 20 minutes. Mm-hmm. I'm, I'm ready to invest an hour and a half, two hours, if I'm going to do that. Or in the case of a game like Risk, seven hours. <laughs> Dates. <Dang. 'Cause laughs> risk is. Yeah. I love Risk, but it's just it's too long. Mm-hmm. Right. What's the one that's? Um... It's, it's like Risk, but it's more like World War Two. Strategio? No. Uh, can't think of it now. Risk, risk is pretty World War Two. It's well, definitely World War. Yeah. And they have different <laughs> versions of Risk, too. Yeah. All right. I don't know. Welcome, everybody, to Board Game Talk with Justin and Michael. Well, with anticipation, you can play it at the point. It's, yeah, not a, it's not a three hour video game. Did they ever make an actual board game version? No. I looked it up. No. I know they had the. For some reason, I thought I saw they made a Mattel version of this game. They may have, but I never saw it. But it was still an NES game, but it was just. It was like the Mattel version. Axis and Allies. That's the game I was looking for. Oh, uh, okay, okay. Yeah. I've never played that one. Yeah, it sounds like it's, fun though. There's Axis and this is this is the kind of games like Risk, uh, Axis and Alga, Allies, Stratego, which our buddy Grant loved. Yeah, I like Stratego. Or Stratego, um, or Harvey's are Yeah, say it. Battle Cry, which is a Civil War based game, and Diplomacy. I gotta feel like that just name alone. I don't like that game. Let's sit down and settle our differences. Hey, are we uh, are we seriously going to take this anticipation episode to an hour? We're pushing an hour. <laughs> well, we we went on plenty of tangents. I think. Yeah. Uh, how about we, uh, how, about we to, how about we go to how about we feedback? Well, all right, we'll be back with more awkward Tom Arnold references in just a moment. Okay. So that anticipation is not our longest episode. We could talk about uh, sweet Feed some more. <laughs> I think everybody liked the sweet Feed talk. <laughs> yeah, I do like that. Somebody said, uh, "I just got this broken bag here." <laughs> that was great. So we got uh, we got some good uh, we got some really good reviews on our app, our Android app. Oh yeah. Should I read them? I'm looking forward to this. Okay, Uh, let me preface this, by the way. My name is Michael Kelso, for anybody who doesn't know my last name. So let me preface preface this first review. It's a one-star review on our app from a Jalen Kelso. (laughs) And he says, it sucks. I don't don't know a Michael Kelso, but I'm Jalen Kelso, and your game sucks. (laughs) This is so funny. Our game sucks. Yeah, our game does suck, actually. <laughs> if you went into our app trying to play it as a game, that would be the worst game ever <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> All right, Jalen. I don't know Michael calls out, but I'm Jalen. <laughs> that, that's <just> hilarious. <laughs> and your game sucks. <laughs> oh, man. Oh, man, that's great. Yeah, I'd... so and if anybody out there downloaded our app hoping to get some awesome game, I'm sorry. It's just a a companion app for our podcast. That's all it is. All right. All right, and then the next one is Matt Diamond. Ooh, it's almost like Matt Damon. It is Matt Damon, probably. Matt Damon.
1: (laughs) Dang you, Matt Damon. I knew you'd
0: get us eventually. Uh, Now, he says, this sucks. The people who do the podcast (laughs) are jerks. (laughs) You know this is this is just too good. I love this. Uh, it's another one star by the way. these reviews are just great and but the, the problem I have with these reviews is like for us, like for for small little startups like us, like we use feedback to make a more positive experience for our listeners. yeah and if you really thought our app was terrible, And you wanted to tell us why it was terrible or why our podcast was terrible, give us a one star and tell us why we're terrible. Don't just say we're jerks or (laughs) that we're really uh, that we suck or our game sucks. I'd rather you not give us a one star. Tell us why Mm -hmm. we're terrible first. But Mm -hmm. if you are going to give us a one star, at least tell us why it's not any good. I mean, I think the app is pretty good. I think it works. It's a very good app, it does its purpose, it serves its purpose.
1: But you know, anyways,
0: I thought those two—I—I I, I definitely love having those two on there though, because anybody who reads them knows it's. Well, I don't know. Maybe the one—the one about being us being jerks. If nobody's heard the podcast, maybe that'll turn them off. But. Well, the thing about it is, uh, Adam Carolla was talking about this on his podcast. It makes a lot of sense. So you know, as far as like reviews go, you know, like it, uh, everybody's familiar with the Rotten Tomatoes site, right? Mm-hmm. So they have like an outlier rule. So if you, if, if one movie, let's say, comes in and, and it's getting like from, let's say they take 15 critics and 14 out of 15 rate it and 85 or above. And then one critic comes in, the 15th critic comes in and rates it a 27 out of 100. Well, they throw that out because they view that as well. You're not really reviewing this movie. You clearly can't be reviewing the movie. You have some kind of bias towards it. You see, like Jalen, like yeah, like you don't because we share the same last name. He does not like our game. (laughs) (laughs) Our game, (laughs) but you know, it's like you, 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 yeah. You throw that out because there's some kind of bias there. You're not really. If there's no way. That, you know, most of the reviewers are rating this good and you're reviewing this bad. And it works the other way too. And, but you know, like companies like Amazon, they don't do that. So if you go to a book that may be a really good book, and it has a rating of 4.3, let's say, or even higher, 4.7, and it could have mostly 5 stars, but then there's a few 1 stars drag it down a little bit and the reason this is dragging it but those one stars you could argue should actually be thrown out because there's some kind of bias like in the, if you actually read their review you might find it just says this sucks Yeah. so anyways I guess long story short if you use our app out there would you mind just giving us an honest rating mm-hmm. and hopefully bumping it up a little bit over top of Jalen and Matt Damon yeah, Tom Arnold would be impressed if we got some good reviews. Tom Arnold yeah. would be impressed with our app. Some people have actually given it. They haven't written any reviews, but they've given it five stars. So I appreciate mm-hmm. that. Everybody's done that. Yeah. How about some other feedback? How about some Facebook, Facebook feedback? All right. Jay Jorgensen says nothing screams '80s like the cover of this. Cover. <laughs> I love the lips on the cover. Yeah, that's weird. Well, I mean, not the cover, but the start screen. Yeah, it's weird. I don't understand. Mm hmm. Mm hmm. Uh, Jeff Eupel says, I'm so full of anticipation, quote unquote. Anticipation for this podcast. You're right. You're right. I get it. I, I, I'll say the same thing I did to uh, Justin earlier in the show, Jeff.
1: Yeah. Mm hmm.
0: Okay. Uh, Eric Purcell. Oh, I'm sorry. Eric
1: Purcell.
0: Says all I can hear is the song, which is now kind of stuck in my head. Does anyone have some Heinz fifty-seven ketchup? Mm -hmm. Eric may have to explain that one to us. Yeah, I don't get it. (laughs) Was was it a cover song? I don't know. Something to do with Heinz fifty-seven. I don't know. So you put on the. So you guys want to play this game now, huh? Jeff Eupel said, it's no adventures of Lolo or family food, but you only live once. Why not spend that precious life dominating anticipation? Are you being sarcastic here, Jeff? Maybe he's really good at anticipation. All right. And Jeremy Fane said, I'd, re- stu- I'd rather play Punch-Out still. I'd rather play Punch-Out too. When are we going to play Punch-Out?
1: We're waiting on. I don't on know. I feel okay, like a lot been, of
0: people have, have requested that game. I know we've been saving it for our buddy John, and he's apparently not going to come on the show. He's an expert in the game of Punch Out. Except for he's never beat it, and I have. So, what's well, up, Well, expert as in he's spent a lot of time talking about. it. <laughs> yeah, he, he's an expert in talking about that game. <laughs> yeah, so we need to have him on. Well, we need to arrange that soon. Yeah, we'll get that. We'll get that rolling soon. I promise. Mm. And then on the snowman of course we Eric Purcell put Heisenberg Jeff Upple put Gettysburg address. That's a little chubby for Abe Lincoln, <laughs> Jeff. But uh <laughs> And then on the picture of the uh ugly creature there did mm-hmm. you put up the space invader? Yeah. Eric Purcell. Oh, sorry. Eric put Space Invader.
1: Hmm.
0: Philip Vaughn put Evil. Paul Stevenson put Stop Hammer Time. <laughs> and then Jeff Hewpole. Oh, Jeff. I hope your I, mother-in-law I don't know. does I don't not know. have... <laughs> space, but. We are make sure his mother-in-law doesn't listen to this show. <laughs> My mother-in-law? That's great. Oh, boy.
1: Yeah. Mm-hmm.
0: All right. Let's... Is that all the feedback? Let's let's start wrapping this up. So we yeah. can get in, get in under that hour. Okay. Yeah. So you can... Uh, I'll let you do it. This is your thing. Don't let me steal your thunder. Check us out. NESdudes.com. Little tidbits and everything about our, our, our show. You can listen to every show from episode one to now. You can find us... You know, of course, like us on Facebook. Follow us on Twitter. And every other social media outlet that I don't even understand or know that exists, we're on it. Uh, review us on iTunes. And of course, as always, please tell a friend if you like the podcast. Uh, you know, tell your family, your friends, your coworkers, anyone. Good job. All right. All right. Here comes the noises and the. Bleeps and whatnot for next week. See ya, right.